Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where I'm your host Chris Loder uh, but before we get into this weekend's racing where we'll be previewing the action at Newbury and at Warwick let's see how the panel are. Izzy, how, how things? Master McShee ran a great race for you last week behind Galloping Deschamps but he just wasn't good enough was he on the day but I hope you're back to meet Ray. Yeah, I'm back to meet Ray. He was the bet. He, we, Mark was absolutely right. He was the bet. It was the right angle of the race, to be honest with you. Um, so, so pleased for him. And, I mean, obviously, there were some amazing performances at the weekend. I think probably Honeysuckle was my favourite, just because that, you know, unbeaten record. She was amazing. And in terms of wow factor, I really, really enjoyed watching Fasil Vega. Yeah, there's definitely, hopefully, some Cheltenham clues. Dublin Racing Festival last year provided plenty of Cheltenham winners, but not necessarily the winners of those races at the Dublin Racing Festival. So maybe it's one to go back and watch the race replays. How about you, Mark? How are you keeping busy with work, keeping the exchange going? Yeah, been uh, been busy, as always. I thought it was a uh, really good racing last, last weekend. I think, obviously, Honeysuckle being, being the high. I think she's going to be very difficult to beat in the champion hurdle. Um it was interesting. I thought social media was quite funny because there's a lot of um, newly promoting professional gamblers with their, their five folds and their six folds. I one of four shots, one of five. I thought it was quite funny. Um, and like Clockwork, well, he's got beaten the bumper to sink them all. But hey, it is what it is. But yeah, looking forward to uh, to this week's racing. Uh, I think there's some decent bets to make some profit. Yeah, some interesting angles this weekend. Obviously, Paul Nichols saddling quite a few runners. I'm sure uh, we'll have some interesting things to say about some of his horses as he's been very open in the media this week that his horses aren't firing on all cylinders, but we'll see what the panel thinks. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 115 at Newbury. It's the Betfair Cheltenham Rawcast Novices Limited Handicap Chase is a Class 3 contest. And we've got Grade 1 winner Brave Man's Game heading the betting. He won the Cello at this course uh, last season as a novice hurdler. He's now won the Quarto Star Novices Chase as a novice chaser. He now goes into handicap company off a mark of 159. He's currently 8 to 11 uh, heading the betting and then you've got Grumpy Charlie next in the betting at 92 and bigger the rest. I'll come to you here, Izzy. Brave Man's Game, obviously we know he's a class act. He does have to give a lot of weight away. Do we think he, he's going to take the beating in this? Um, no, I, I'm i a bit worried about Brave Man's game. Obviously, that trainer form, like you said, you know, it's a story we're all probably quite familiar with at this point. But I really liked Pat's fancy. I think that the form has been franked um, both times now by both races. So if you look at Jericho Rock that it beat, um, he's come out and run well next time out. And then also Imperial Alcazar as well has then come out and won next time out as well. So I quite like Pat's fancy for me because I've just got too many doubts about Brave Man's game and that trainer issue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's going to be getting over a stone in weight. I think they've got possible national hunt uh, chase aims with Pat's fancy. He's definitely a one that I've had at the back of my mind. I think he might want the ground maybe on the softer side because he was meant to run at Warwick, uh, not Warwick, Exeter against Dusart last week. But uh, yeah, he definitely has got the form of Imperial Alcazar and Jericho Ruck there, which obviously make him a major player in this. Um, but Mark, Brave Man's Game, is he a lay for you? I think he's going to sink a lot of muggy bets on Saturday. I think he's too short. His odds on right now. Again, I completely agree with Fizzy. The stable form is a big concern. Uh, one from 37. That's concerning for Paul Nichols, especially going into uh, 
Cheltenham. He's, he's the class act in this race. Carries a, carrying a lot of weight. You got to ask yourself the question: I mean, Is this a prep race for Cheltenham, or does Paul maybe think putting up in Grady race is going to get absolutely cuffed? I mean, the one I did look at, I did look at uh, Pat's fancy. I was a bit. I looked at the form. I was thinking it could potentially just be a bit of a chip. Still specialist. I'm not sure if Newbury will suit a different type of test. So I've came down on uh, Chris Honor's Grumpy Charlie. It's got course of the distance form, handle the conditions, getting what sixteen pound off the top one, and holds Fernhill, uh, who we oppose this year on form. Like, I wouldn't put anyone off just laying Braidman's game out right, but I think you've maybe only got the two running for you. That's fancy and Grumpy Charlie. You can back them both singles, depending on what price they are on the exchange. Um, but I think he'd be a brave man to be back in brave man's game um, put him in multiples to start because he's, he's too short as it is I, I could easily see him drifting around 6 to four, seven to four. I don't think he'll be able to do on the day surely not Interesting Mark and Izzy are in agreement that they would want to take on brave man's game they're probably a little bit on the short side but he is undoubtedly the class act if he's anywhere near his A game we then move on to the next race we're going to talk about. It's the 150, the daily rewards with Betfair Handicap Hurdle. It's a class two handicap, and the Brumman Water has been uh, your well back favourite in this race. He's currently three to one for Sam Twiston Davis and Sam Drinkwater. Um, Mark, I'll come to you. I, I thought this was actually quite a trappy race, and some of the top of the market definitely had holes in. Yeah, um, I agree. There's actually one that I'm maybe taking a chance on here is Alan King's. Career Delenn, um, fourth from four at Wolverhampton three weeks ago. It's been rating 91 on the flat. It's been pretty disappointing um, over hurdles. But has been dropping down in the handicaps of one, two, two here. It's been 39 lengths at Newbury behind Dashwood Drasher um, the 29th of December. Um, handles conditions, I mean, got dropped on our five pounds for that. I and mean, this is a much easier race as well. It's a big step down in class. Stable coming into a bit of form as well. Five from 38, 13% strike rate. I'd like to think I don't have any price in front of me right now. I'd like to think he's an each way price at the moment. You can get seven to one on him at the moment. Seven to one. To be honest, I was expecting about twelves or fourteens. Has there been any money for this one? Has he opened up that price? He's ran about. He opened up at eight. It's been a little bit of support for him, but yeah. um, I, th- I think I think that- I think he could be thrown in here off this mark. Especially the, the stables. Stables runners are, are going more. Also, Tom Bellamy, the positive jockey booking. I don't think this is a, a strong race. I think this is quite a quite a weak race. Yeah, well, he creeps in the bottom of the weights here for Mark of one two two. So we know he's a classy performer on his day. He's a good flat horse. He's done it over the jumps on a few occasions. But uh, yeah, why not? Alan Kings, they had a couple of winners at Doncaster today. And he's definitely one that would be suited by the, the better ground. Uh, Izzy, who did you like in this one? Like you say, I, I was a bit worried because some of them at the head of the market definitely have some holes in their form. Um, so I... I actually had a look at risk and roll. Um, I quite fancied. Um, we've got Tabba for Worsley on board taking three off. He's won a couple this season already. And I just think that that's, that's where I started to look. I was looking at, is it polished? And I was a bit worried there. I was quite surprised to see the price. Um, obviously, you've got Virgil O'Brien in pretty decent form at the moment with Paddy Brennan riding out of his skin. But the distance was a worry there for me um, in terms of what he's been doing recently, but it's just a bit, yeah, I wasn't quite sure. I wasn't quite sure with um, with this one, but I, I plumped for risk and roll. 
Yeah, interestingly, bounce back to form when winning one of those Potomac qualifiers. The only thing I would say about Risk and Roll is I actually know a little bit about him because um, when I was at Taunton many moons ago as a uni student, I interviewed Bryony Frost when she actually rode him to victory, and she always said he was a horse that was very talented, very quirky, but always in and out. So maybe the question mark could be: Is he gonna? Is is he going to be able to maintain that form from Huntington last time out? But if if he does, he's certainly a major player. I thought the big breakaway was an interesting one. Okay, he's been a real monkey over fences, but coming back hurdling, you know, if he's anywhere near that class, a mark of one four four with a wind wind up, maybe you might see him in a bit of better light. And the other one I thought was a bit of a price as well that you could maybe make a case for was Sussex Ranger. I remember he won on this card over fences a couple of years ago. I think the better ground will be key to him. Off a mark of one two one, maybe it could be a bit on the high side from what he's done over the hurdles recently when he's last been seen over them. But yeah, I thought like like the guys have said, it was a really trappy race, and you can make a case for for quite a few. So we're all in disagreement on on who we want to go with though. So interesting thoughts there from the panel. We then go to the next race on the card. It's a two twenty three a uh, two twenty five. It's the Betfair Denman Chase Grade Two, and again we've got another. Paul Nichols, Hot Pot, Clan Desobo is currently even money at the top of the market. At the top of the market, you got Royal Pagayo as well. Went uh, winning the Peter Marsh last time out at Haydock. He's two to one. You've got Imperial Aura who needs to uh, bounce back if he's uh, going to play a hand in this race. And then you've got Elder Toro Allen, who's an interesting contender stepping up in trip. And then Durasha Counter, former winner of the Labrooks Trophy. I'll come to Izzy here. Um, Clan Desobo, obviously. He's a horse that um, that we normally think goes well fresh, but he hasn't had too long since that King George run. Are we a bit worried about that and the the record of like we've already mentioned about Nichols here? Yeah, I mean, I think the price in this race is absolutely ridiculous. I can't see how it's how it's this price. I mean, he's don't get me wrong, Clanders Obo is a classy horse. And, you know, if, if there wasn't this cloud of the trainer form, we probably wouldn't be as surprised. But right now, and, you know, looking at some of the other runners in this race, I just can't have him at that price. So I did look elsewhere. Um, this The horse I've gone for is actually one of my fancies in the Gold Cup. Um, whether he goes in it or not, I don't know. But um, I like Royal Bagai. Um, for Venetia, I think obviously she's had some amazing form that she's managed to carry through the past couple of weeks. Charlie Deutsch riding amazingly as well. I would like a little bit of rain um, for Royal Pagai to to perform at his absolute best. But I mean, he's coming off of a great run at Haydock um, and I just quite like him and I just can't be having um, Clanders over at that price. The other one that you know, and I'm one for sticking sticking with the horse despite their faults at times. Um, I was on a steering for launch. Um, is Imperial Aura? I mean, Christ, unseated rider pulled up, fell, and pull up. But if you look at the form before that, it's very, very promising. So you just you just don't know. It, Imperial Aura could come out and he could just absolutely shock us all here and get a real left field win. I think at five to one is perhaps. A bit short, if I'm honest, looking at the, all of the um, letters in, in the form book. But, yeah, I quite like at the price. My selection would be Royal the Guy. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with what you just said there. I, I think he's it's hard to to um, really come up with anything imaginative to take on 
plan, isn't it? Uh, Royal Pagal, obviously, 2-1. to one. I'd rather side with him than the even money at Clan Zobo. Al Toro Allen, I thought, was actually quite interesting stepping up in trip. But will he stay? Maybe maybe that is a question mark he has to prove there. But he might be able to sneak on into a place if maybe some of the ones at the top aren't on all sit, firing on all cylinders. Uh, Mark, I, I'm suspecting we're going to be laying Clan in this one. Yeah, we've got a full house here. Um, I agree with both of you. Um, I think Royal Pagal should be the favourite here. Um, I see there's about five to two available, a bit of odds on of Clan Visible. I wouldn't be surprised if Royal Pagal goes off favourite here. Um, after well, if Brave Man's game goes down, he's definitely going to go off favourite. Because there'll be the concerns about the stable form. And just talking about stable form, Venetia, thirty-two uh, percent strike rate, nine from twenty-eight. The flying concerns about about Nichols uh, Clan Visible. Just looking at the uh, the uh, King George form as well of Clan as a bow, I don't think the form is that great. It's got a lot of holes in it. I mean, Shantry House, well beaten that day, he's been all out to beat Santini last time at Cheltenham, and that horse is gone. It's an absolute boat. Uh, King George form, King George form doesn't look great for me. I think uh, what price is Royal Pagal for the uh, the Gold Cup? Because if he if he hacks up here, he's, he's going he's going to shorten up. And, yeah, it's quite a big price actually. I think at the moment, well, a reasonable yeah. price anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the play here because a lot of question marks, especially with Imperial. I think Royal Pagal, I think that form at Haydock's pretty good because he had to give a, a stone and a bit to Sam Brown. And Sam Brown's no muck. That horse stays all day and runs runs his best races at Haydock as well. So I think that's a decent bit of form. And you, if you look at last year's Gold Cup, I think Royal Pagal, I mean, the horse just, just, just couldn't get in the race. He was always out the back. I think we're going to learn a lot for that. Still a bit inexperienced. And I think Royal Pagal, is an each-way proposition for the Gold Cup plausible because there's question marks about a few there but I think it's, I think it's very difficult to be here um, if you're going on ratings obviously Clans is most favourite but obviously you've got other factors in there as well but I'll be with uh, Royal Pagal uh, for the win and um, looking at obviously an each-way market for the Gold Cup as well because I think he'll win on Saturday and he'll shot it up Okay so we're all in agreement there Royal Pagal is the one you have to be signed with to take on Clan Dezovo. And maybe he could be the start of maybe uh, a, a double that we're going to talk about in the next race, which is the three o'clock at Newbury. It's the Betfair Exchange Game Spirit uh, Chase. It's a grade two contest over two miles. And boy, this is a very tricky puzzle to solve. Or is it? We've got Sorrel, his joint favourite with Fernande Savola of Venetia Williams. Hitman as well is uh, just in behind them. You can get him at 5-2. to two. And then Sky Pirate, who's no mug, is 5-1. to one. Um, Mark, I thought this was quite tricky. Or or isn't it? Is, is Fernande Savolo maybe the way to play? Stick it in a double with Royal Pagay. Yeah, like I, I looked at the race as well, and I, put, I think tactics are going to be important here. Like, I came down on that uh, Venetia's Timbulus uh, to I just think this will make all. I think Sorrel and Sky Pirate um, need a lead and need to sit in behind to potentially get keen. I think Hitman's very interesting. And this is only a six year old. Um, he's he's really the 160 as well. He's got good form, but my only concern, he's got close and distance form as well. My only concern, again, is the stable form. I think this one could be one for the notebook for next year. Um, it could get put away, potentially. Definitely one for the notebook for next year, and the stable's in better form. But I think Thimbola, Cibola, I think this will make all, and it'll give us a, a quick double at Newbury. That's how I'd play it. Um, I think Soroyal's form looks like it's starting to tail off a bit. Um, wasn't that impressed with that, that run at Cheltenham. Last time out was well, well beaten by Engarger Dreams. 
Um, Formed by not so sleepy in Newcastle is okay, but I think that was his that was his Cheltenham at Newcastle uh, that day, November. I think Sky Pirate. I think this could potentially be a bit not a bit of a step up, but I'm just not thinking he'll get the, the race front to so I think Charlie Deutsch will set the fraction in front and he'll he'll make all. So that's how I think this race is gonna go. Okay, so Mark's going for the Venetia double. Are we making it a full house, Izzy? Um do you know, I was actually quite torn in this because last week we were looking at Sky Pirate, weren't we? Thinking, you know, if Grunatine and Shacken didn't turn up, then he might be able to take the spoils there. And now he's in this, um, but perhaps not so sure. I mean, if you're looking at Sky Pirate, he's not actually managed to get his head in front since Cheltenham last year. Um, and then, you know, from that, you then do start to look elsewhere and think, right, what else is available? So, yeah, I was looking at Benicia's runner. Beat a good one in before midnight last time out. Um, if I'm honest, I'm still a bit torn. I will probably look on the day at prices. Um, but, yeah, I I quite like um, Benicia's, but an honourable mention for Sky Pirate. Okay, so we're all in agreement there, just... We then move on to the next race. The last race at Newbury we're going to be previewing is the 335. It's the feature a race on their card. They're one of the most competitive handicap hurdles of the year. It's, of course, the Betfair hurdle. And this looks a very open contest. Not maybe one of the bigger fields we've seen in recent years, but still very competitive. Quite a few in here that you can give a chance to. And we're going to go to Izzy here. And I think my nap of the weekend might be coming up here. Is it a Nigel Twist and Davis horse we're going for? It is. <laughs> yes. Um I like I like to move it. Um I think obviously last time out fifth of five to John Bomb. Um but then if you look at the form before that, it's had three really good runs, uh two really good runs at Cheltenham and then obviously that run at Worcester as well. Um should quite like the go in, should quite like a lot about this. I mean um one of the races at Cheltenham it was a three horse race so you know it'd be interesting in this big field to see just how he gets on I mean it, he's had a bit bigger fields at Worcester and um, where we came first of 10 but yeah this is a bit big of him um I've looking elsewhere I mean to take the eye you've got to look at the top of the weights you've got Tritonic up there and Soaring Glory and as Mark was saying earlier um you know Alan King is starting to find a bit of form now so Tritonic could surprise I mean he did do that um when he just suddenly came out and won at Ascot in December and sort of shocked us all after most people have probably followed him off a cliff by that point um and Soaring Glory as well just so inconsistent um which is the concern. But yeah, after having looked around, I've obviously decided with with a with much, much persuasion to go with the Nigel Tristan Davis runner. <laughs> well that wasn't a surprise there. Um Mark, are we in agreement with Izzy? Are we making are we jumping on the Nigel Tristan bandwagon or have we sat found something else at a bit of value? Be with the the sword and glory comment, I think this horse is Maybe potentially hit his peak. Maybe just he is a one fifty horse. Um, he's maybe a handicapped out of it. But I'm not going for uh, an Alan King horse or a, a Twisted Davis runner. I like the uh, the Henderson horse, Roomfold Berg. I think this could be an absolute absolute handicap. Good thing. Um, I think of one three four. Didn't beat much at Kempton 
last time what well, boxed today but was mightily impressive could have won by a, by a fence in my opinion in my opinion travel like a proper good horse could be absolutely thrown in here off one three four stable stable form six from 27 22 percent strike rate and Nico's on board as well I, I think this one looks could be a handicap job this one yeah he's he's always been well touted he looks for this. a 150 to me he looks like a 150 horse yeah, well, he's been well touted for 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 this race for the last couple of months. I know a lot of people do fancy him. For me, sometimes he he's maybe not the most straightforward of horses, but maybe the big field might just help help him settle. Uh, Novices do have a good record in this race, and I think that is the way to go. I think JPR one is an interesting one for the for the Tizards. Um, another horse that I quite like was Jatoile. Um, First Street is a horse that I had a lot of time for. I think. He'll be doing his best work late on. I was surprised, actually, he was not short of price for this. I thought, yeah, pretty solid claims. And then I'll just give uh, the, the rag of the field a mention, Lord Baddersley. He's got got in there off a mark of 120. He would not normally get in this race. But Chris Gordon does like to target this race. He won over this course and distance back in March on good ground. And he's going to have that in his favour here. He's a horse that I think that needs needs a big field to help him settle. And Chris Gordon nearly won this a couple of years ago with a horse called Remilek, who made the frame on two occasions for him. And then as well, he had Anu Invictus run an eye-catching race in this uh, contest last year. So Lord Badsley, 40 to 1. If a few of the big guns don't turn up, you get maybe five, six places on the day. Uh, I thought he might be able to maybe sneak into one of those extra places. But yeah, very competitive race. You can give uh, chances to quite a few. But uh, yeah, hopefully we've provided you with the winner of the race uh, in the Betfair hurdle. Okay, so we then move on to two races at Warwick we're going to take a look at. It's the 135 Virgin Bet, Warwick's Mare's Hurdle. It's a listed race and indefatigable is your current odds on favourite. She's a shade of four to five in some places. You've got Maurice Rock in there at three to one, White Hot Chili Philly at fives and Get a Tonic as the rag of the field at 17 to two. Indefatigable, she's going for back-to-back wins in this race. Mark, do you think she'll be able to do it? I am. Um, I'm quite keen on uh, Dan Skelton's Get the Tonic. Uh, I think that third behind uh, Progressive Hillcrest, I think that looks like a solid piece of form. Uh, I know Hillcrest fell last time, but uh, the way I'm sort of looking at this is this this Get a Tonic read what one two five. Why why would he be chucking her in here? An listed company and, and ruining her handicap mark. You didn't think she could be competitive. That's my sort of mindset here. Um, how I'm looking at it. getting six pound off the top one as well. Well clear on ratings, but um, I think yeah, tonic is very interesting here. And if, if this one doesn't run, definitely put this one in your tracker because if it goes back in handicap company, you'd assume that it's better than a mark. Well, she's better than a mark of one two five because why would Dan Skelton be uh, even put her in here? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Maybe maybe for some black type, but she's still a novice as well, and this isn't a novice company. So, um, yeah, interesting uh, thoughts there from Mark. Uh, how about you, Izzy? How were you seeing this one? Um, I thought this was quite a difficult race, actually. I, I was looking at um, Indefatigable, and obviously it's beaten Paisley um, before, so I kind of just looked at, in particular, just sort of the last few runs, just seems a little bit messy um, in terms of the sort of the form, you know, a, a win in, at Pontefract over one mile, one mile four, then um, a win at Weatherby over three mile. I mean, it's a little bit of that. I know, I know there are mares, but 
bit of a jack of all trades, maybe master of none. Um, so I had, I swayed and started to have a look at Marie's Rock. Um, pulled up at, she was pulled up at Kempton last time. And I think you can forgive that because she was quite badly hampered in the race. Um, but she ran her race in behind a few good ones at Cheltenham, thrown into a class three at Kempton. So I just think that looking at Henderson's on fire, Aidan Coleman's riding amazingly at the minute as well. I quite like Marie's Rock here. I think quite a good price. Yeah, well, she gets the four pounds from Interfatical. So, yeah, interesting. My only worry about this race is who's going to make the run in. You know, it, it could be one of those uh, races that whoever gets the lead might just be able to stay there come the end. Maybe White Hot Chili Philly, she's made the run in the past. Maybe Harry Skelton might get some ants in his pants and want to go forward. Um, who knows? But, um, yeah, bit of a trappy race. But, uh, yeah, um, Izzy's keen on Marie's Rock there and uh, Mark would be with Gatatonic. So interesting thoughts there. We then move on to the next race we're going to preview. It's only a four-runner race, but this is an absolute belter. This is definitely going to um, shape up the Arkle market. And we've got Edward Stone, who's your current favourite. Grade one winner. Um, he's 10 to 11 in places for Tom Cannon and Alan King. His main market rival looks to be third time lucky uh, for Dan Skelton, who bounced back to form uh, when winning at Doncaster last time out. And don't even rule out Brave Siaska, who uh, has been coming through the handicap ranks and is trained by Venetia Williams and uh, has got some good course and distance form. So definitely an intriguing little affair. Uh, how are you seeing this one, Izzy? Uh, third time lucky for you, maybe? Or who, who are you seeing? I do like third time lucky and I was so so pleased when he bounced back last time at Doncaster I mean obviously three run a race but you know bounce back bounce back at the end of the day um obviously Edward Stone's had his number before at Sandown um so I, I don't know I I ended up just thinking that the top two in the market they are just such short prices so I drifted to start to have a look at Brave Siaska um I was on Brace Yaska when um, he's beat Sky Pirate last time out. Obviously, you can't discount that Venetia form. It's just absolutely red hot at the moment. And I just feel like he'll quite like this. Um, like you say, it's are they looking to go for the Arkle and that sort of thing? So it's is it is it prep just to have that run you know before they go to the festival i feel like brave siesca could could win this and could take this home mm, interesting maybe could be uh a spoiler there from venetia again uh mark how will you see in this one could venetia maybe uh spoil the party for the main two in the market very progressive um brave siesca obviously the form behind uh a mirrorless sky, I mean, that's been franked at Sandown. Uh, Sky's higher, obviously, no mug, put that one away quite comfortably by seven lengths. Getting five pounds here, I think it is a step up here. Like the way I sort of see this race unfolding, I think for a time luck, he's going to go out in front. Um, and Edward Stone, it's going to be a bit of cat and mouse, like, like it's Sandown. I think if, if Dan Skill, Dan and Harry can get the fractions right up front, for a time luck, it's going to be difficult to beat. I just, I just think Edward Stone ha has his number. Um, I think Brave Siesca is interesting, has the course and distance for I would probably play Edward Stone for the win um, and Brave Siesca to chase this one home. I think for a time lucky just might get picked up, might get outstayed here. Could potentially be a place layout of the two. It could maybe be a bit as well. 
Mm, interesting. I think uh, a lot of uh, a lot of maybe some of these connections, Arkle hopes, pinned on, on this race, and uh, yeah, I think it's we'll talking about each way money here as well. I mean, if Edwardstone hacks up, outstays stays them, he's going to shorten up for the Arkle, isn't he? It'll be, or it, if Felicia's wins, what price? What price is Brace Tiesca right now? I'm not sure. I, I haven't got that hand, but I know Edward Stone was vying nearly for favouritism last weekend, just behind Blue Lord. So uh, yeah, if he if he wins this, he'll de- he should definitely be favourite for the Arkle. And a lot of his form anyway does stack up pretty well. So uh, I wouldn't have any problems with Edward Stone being favourite. But third time lucky as well. He's got the Cheltenham form. Brave Siaska could be maybe a grand annual horse. I've heard a few people talking. About him, maybe. Yes, has 25 book right now in Bedford. If he, if he hacks up, Venetia's stable fly, he hacks up. He's not going to be a 25 book, is he? No, um, and he, he could follow Lahon Press and be another uh, good Cheltenham prospect for Venetia. So, yes, yeah, a very open race, but uh, yeah, one that's definitely going to have a bearing on the Arkle market. So, that wraps up um, Warwick and Newbury. Also, he's got some good racing elsewhere, a couple of decent cards at Utoxter, some decent all-weather action. Nace as well has got the Woodland Opera. X has got a good card on Sunday. I'll come to Izzy first. Is there anything away from the races that we've um, that we've uh, not touched on that you're interested in? Yeah, I had a little look at the handicap chase, the 315 at Warwick. Um You've got currently 11 runners in there and some pretty decent prices maybe for a little bit of an each-way play. Um, I like the look of top weight. Amula Gold's been running in sort of a lot of better company than this. Not necessarily um, doing that great. Obviously, he was four for four behind uh, Shishkin in an Ergamine in that fantastic showdown at Ascot. Um, but I think, you know, he could, could run well here and... I know my prices are usually a little bit out, but I've currently got a 10 to 1. I think it's a pretty good price for a Moolah Gold. Um, and in this race as well, um, I quite like the look of Falco Blitz. And a nice race last time at Kempton. Um, you know, so for, for me, uh, a little, just a couple of runners there, 11 runners. And if you have a little look, you'll notice some, some good horses going at some decent prices. And if they could come in, I think it could be quite an interesting race. Yeah, definitely interesting. That is being shown on ITV as well. So that will be on the terrestrial telly. Um, Mark, is there anything else, anything in a bumper maybe that we want to be uh, getting our our uh, our money out for? And nothing, nothing for me. Um, I'm, just, I'm pretty sweet on Alan Kinghorse in the first race. Part of the line. I think that one could be four and a half one two two. That probably be my best bet of the weekend. Mm, Coeur de Leon then it is uh, in race two at Newbury. Yeah. Yeah, interesting there for Mark. He likes Curdley on his main fancy. I've got a couple um, at Utoxter. I thought they didn't have a bad little card. I thought Zambella would bounce back to form, stepping up to two and a half miles, but she's a short price to do so. So maybe one stick in the multiples. You then got the 158 at Utoxter as well. Um, Notre Parry was sent off favourite for a Lanzarote a couple of years ago. He's since been chasing. It just things haven't gone right for him. But he's now... Back over hurdles off a mark of one two seven. Kevin Brogan claims three. I thought he was in an interesting runner, and I could see him uh, going fairly close in that race. And then also as well on the same card, um, Barradale in the three hundred eight 
Trevor Hemmentors, Brian Hughes, Donald McCain, absolutely going great guns, the pair of them at the moment. Uh, this one steps up in trip. He's wearing a first-time hood. I just think he'll improve massively, um, and he, he could be an interesting player in this race, and maybe he could be one that could be aimed at the, the Aintree Festival for, for the for the grade one three-mile novice and maybe um, later on in the spring. So, yeah, just a couple there from me at Utoxter. Mark likes Cordelion. Leon. And Izzy as well had a couple of fancies for you, including Amula Gold in the 315 at Warwick. So that rounds things off for this week's podcast. Thank you for Mark and Izzy for giving up their time. Hopefully we've given you some winners this week. Just a reminder, if you haven't done so as well, uh, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're at In The Saddle Pod. And we're also as well on Instagram. So check us out if you haven't done so already. Please gamble responsibly. Hopefully we can give you some winners this weekend. And we'll be seeing you again soon. (laughs) 